welcome to the first ever episode of the Zay Coleman Podcast, where we will be discussing the latest topics around the NBA and the first mock draft lottery edition. I'll discuss also discussing topics from the homies Junior and Chris. First pick of the NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons, in my opinion, will select Kate Cunningham. It's kind of an obvious choice. Like, Detroit, please don't overthink this pick. Like, this is the franchise guy, and I really hope that he's a Piston for life. 15, 20 years down the line, Kate Cunningham, Kate Cunningham still bringing the ball up the floor. I think this will be a genuinely awesome pick for Detroit. And number two for Houston, I have Evan Mobley. I think a front court with him and Christian Wood would honestly be perfect, along with Jason Tate, who I think was one of the surprises of last season. He is probably a top five rookie in my opinion. Like he he showed a lot, and I'm really I think he can, he can only improve from here. So that those three in the front court, along with KPJ in the backcourt. I think they have something special in Houston. At three, this is kind of my first controversial take. I think Jonathan Kaminga is going number three to the Cavs. I know a lot of people here will say this is like the Jalen Green pick, but I think in Cleveland, in the long run, should keep Colin Texton. You, you have a legitimate 25-point pregame score along with Darius Garland and even a front court of him and Isaac Okoro, I think would be probably their best suit going forward, along with bringing back Jared Allen, which you have to pay him. You pay him, you pay Kyle Sexton, and then you roll from there. At four with Toronto, this is where I have Jalen Green going. I feel like he can, if Toronto lets Kyle Lowry walk, I feel like he can he just as easily roll into that top, roll into that starting shooting guard role with uh, Fred Van Lee at the point. I think they could just as easily be one of the better backcourt duos in the Eastern Conference from day one. At five, I have the Orlando Magic taking Jalen Suggs. Orlando has a weird situation where they almost need a guard, but they have too many guards already. Like just watching last season with Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, you know, they have, and also taking Jalen Suggs potentially along with already bringing back Markel Fultz, I feel like they, and Terrence Ross, they have way too many guards, but Jalen Suggs is the best pick for them. And there isn't a solidified forward outside of the top three that come in and start for them day one. So I feel like the pick for them is easily Jalen Suggs. At six for the OKC Thunder, I have Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. I think him and Baisley in that is the three-four combination there, or it depends on who you want to look at the small forward. I think they would be probably they'd definitely be one of the better three-four duos in that, at least in you know that area of the Western Conference where you know fringe playoff teams they could along with the Shea Gilders Alexander. I feel like those three would be a really underrated young core. I'm, I'm honestly excited to see what they they bring in. With seven with the Warriors, I kind of tussled with this pick because 
the Warriors are in a situation where they they have two lottery picks, along with having one of the better starting fives coming in next year, with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman. But with this pick, I think they'll take Keon Johnson. It was between him and Davion Mitchell for me, uh, who they should take. I feel like Ke- uh, Keon Johnson definitely brings the intensity on the, both sides of the ball. Same with Davion Mitchell, of course. But for this pick, I think Ke- Keon Johnson, he can wait a year. He can wear, wait a year or two out. And it won't be a, you know, it, it won't be a situation where they're misusing him. I think it's just a, they're not ready to rebuild just yet. They're more of a reloading team. With Orlando, the, their other lottery pick, I I, could, I can see them taking Jalen Johnson out of Duke. A, another situation where it's a, you know, again, a guy that's not, he, he can wait a year or two out in Orlando, even though he could probably start on that team day one, to be honest. I think he can honestly he will be able to contribute, and I think he can definitely develop into a, a, one of their better players. Sacramento, this is kind of a bonehead move, which it's kind of the Sacramento Kings in a nutshell. Davion Mitchell out of Baylor. I know they just took a point guard last year in Tyrese Halliburton, who was amazing. I know they already have paid De'Aaron Fox, and he is going to be their star for the next probably 10 to 15 years. Another one of those, you know, K Cunningham type. He's going to be a franchiser for life, hopefully. But the Sacramento Kings need defense, and I mean need defense. I know that's not the you know the scheme that they run out of Luke Walton, but Luke Walton's not an NBA head, a full-time NBA head coach like that. But to be honest to you folks, he's not. It's either him or probably Moses Moody who goes to Sacramento. But I have Moses Moody going somewhere else in the lottery. So Davion Mitchell, again, another undersized guard who questions on his shot. Defense will be there easily. But this isn't the move I would make, but this is the move I think they will make. At 10, I have New Orleans taking James Bunite out of UConn. I think he can plug and play in the Lonzo spot if he doesn't, if they don't re-sign Lonzo Ball. Which, to be honest, I don't think they should. I think you let him walk, you let him go to another team, they'll pay him. He'll probably produce for them, but at the end of the day, you have a, still a good enough young core without Lonzo Ball. I think between Ingram, Zion, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, whoever you take here at 10, you know, that's a good enough young core to still build for the next 5 to 10 years. At 11, I have Charlotte taking Moses Moody. I think he will literally be a Malik Monk carbon copy here on the Charlotte Hornets, which Malik Monk had his moments, but I don't think they ever really cared about using Malik Monk to his fullest ability. I think wherever he goes, he's going to shine. And Moses Moody will probably be in that same role where on any other lottery team, he would probably be 
25, 30 minutes a game playing out of his mind. But on the Charlotte Hornets, he'll just be another role player. With the Spurs, I have them taking a project. I wouldn't say project, but somebody who I think isn't you know, a major contributor right away is Usman Garou out of Spain. I think in a little bit I watched him in the you know the Olympic the exhibitions. I feel like he he has it but he doesn't have all of it just yet. I feel like he is he'll be one of those who will shine in around year four when his contract comes up and that's when San Antonio wants to bring him back. He'll be in a similar situation with like Luka Samanik who he didn't play he basically didn't play his first two seasons, but last year contributed big for the Spurs as they knew they weren't going to be a, a major contributor or even a playoff team at that at that point. So I I haven't taken losing with the Pacers. I really think that they should take Zaire Williams too. Zaire Williams could be special on the Indiana Pacers. And they need a wing. I love Karis LeVert. I love Malcolm Brogdon. But that small forward hole was a big, big, like, need for them last year. Doug McDermott's cool, but he's literally just a shooter. He's not a scorer. He's not a defender whatsoever. He is a shooter. And... Shooters are needed in this game, but Doug McDermott isn't your starting small forward on a playoff team. At least a legitimate playoff team. I feel like Zaire Williams, just depth alone, could easily be their biggest need this year. He would be, he would be a day one contributor for them in tr- tr- training camp, preseason, even in right started regular season, I think he would be amazing. In their 14, the final pick of the lottery, I have the Golden State Warriors taking Isaiah Todd. A similar situation with Keon Johnson where he's not going to be a day one contributor. He's going to wait it out a little bit. But with Isaiah Todd, he's already played against grown men. He could, if, he, if they wanted him to, he can easily contribute day one. Whether as a scorer or him, you know, even just being a pick and roll guy, I think he would learn excellent. He would be excellent learning under Draymond Green. Draymond Green, one of the best leaders we have in this game, and he, he could just as easily be one of the top guys. It's one of the top leaders in the league, and also is one of the top defenders in the league. And that's kind of the one big question mark on Isaiah Todd is, can he defend in the post? He has, he still has a high school frame. Uh, he can just as, he can, with learning under Draymond Green, he can, he can easily defend the paint in the future. 